Hey there! Welcome to the Rambling Gals Podcast. We are your hosts, Angela and Adriana, and here you'll find pretty much everything travel-related. We took a trip a few years ago and made a fair amount of mistakes that cost us money and messed up our plans. And since then, we've worked on perfecting travel itineraries and made it a goal to get as many people as we could out into the world exploring. So here you'll find our best travel tips and tricks, interviews with other travelers and business owners, a little bit of storytelling, and a lot of tomfoolery. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to episode 19. This is Adriana. And this is Angela over here. And today we're talking about ethical and responsible travel. Okay, that bug is attacking the light. Very moth-like. Doesn't really have any moth dust on his wings that I can tell. Okay. Ah! Jesus Oh my gosh, it's definitely related to the moth. Sorry, hang on. I'm not even kidding you. It landed right by me. Ew, and it's got like an, a giant ant head. All right, you. It's enough torturement for the day. Get the fuck out of here. That was... Get out of here. Are you mental? Go on. Go on, get. <sighs> Second run-in with death this week. <laughs> I hope that's not a sign that this one's not going to get recorded either. Oh, no. <laughs> I blame it on the moth last time, so hopefully. I told you, they have an evil spirit. It must have been the moth that got us last time. It just, like, worked its way into the phone and just deleted it. Is it my oh, Gosh. Just thinking about the moth and just making me cringe. <laughs> okay. Here we go. And you might have noticed that we didn't have an episode last week. And we recorded the whole thing about the best food we've ever had and the weirdest food we've ever had. And then the recording didn't work. So we skipped a week. We took a week off and we're back this week. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, how to be ethical when you travel. We are going to Thailand in about 10 days when this episode airs, I think. And so we're going to be doing a lot of things like beaches and cities and temples. And then we're also spending some time with one of my favorite animals, the elephant. So that got us on the topic of today's episode of, you know, being ethical and being responsible when you travel. So we're really excited for this trip and we're always surprised about some of the things we'll see on social media. So as we've mentioned before, we do a lot of research before traveling and we try to understand the basic etiquette, the dressing appropriately, tipping and pretty much all the basics at least. And so when we knew we'd be going to Thailand, it was we were obviously going to go to the elephant sanctuary. And I don't know at what point in time or if I've just always known elephant rides were bad. I think I didn't really think about it. And then when I was a little bit younger, obviously, and then getting more and more into travel, I just, after doing research and research, you just kind of figure this stuff out and see, you know, more thorough research you do, the more things you're going to find out. And don't ride the elephants. That's <laughs> that's one of the big things to not do. And we will touch a lot more about that in this episode. And so there are some places that still offer, you know, elephant rides or tiger encounters where you can go in and basically take pictures with tiger cubs. And there's a whole bunch of other things that, you know, we don't have time to talk about today, but we're just going to hit on some of the main ones that are still happening. And, just and- to give you an idea, I feel like it's pretty 
I don't know if I want to say recent, but that companies are kind of starting to take responsibility for it. So for example, in 2016, TripAdvisor stopped selling tickets to these attractions that offered some sort of physical interaction with wild animals. And so that was only, you know, less than two years ago or two years ago. And there are still companies like major companies that are offering, you know, all those things that we're going to talk about. And I was just going over someone's itinerary, someone else not related to us. And they were putting together an itinerary for Thailand that included, you know, an elephant experience. And the quote from the itinerary was, you can feed them, you can bathe them, you can play with them, and then you get to go on their backs with no saddle. So it's definitely still happening and just being aware of it. You know, if you don't do as much research before you go somewhere and it's just kind of a thing that is happening, you're not quite held as, I don't know, accountable or you just don't know that it's a bad thing. So that's what we're talking about. So we'll talk about elephants first since we kind of led in with the elephants. It's a big one. Um, Lots of things happen in order for these people to be able to ride the elephants. Like Angela was saying, there are companies that still offer elephant rides, but there are a lot of companies out there, if you just do your research, that don't offer elephant rides, but other sorts of elephant experiences. And they kind of, they will teach you about why it's not good to ride the elephant on the back with or without a saddle. And they'll, the experience is still hands-on. So you get to go meet the elephants. You get to, you get to pet, pet them and take them on walks. And I think you can bathe with them. I haven't looked so much into the, if that is, I don't know if you have, if that is in a way unethical, but the places that are offering no elephant rides or that aren't offering elephant rides are still offering for you to bathe with the elephants. So a good way to figure out those kinds of things is for me to just send a quick question, a quick email over to the company and ask them a little bit more in depth and some more details about that experience. And specifically, if my question was, is the bathing of the elephants, well, is that ethical or is it unethical in any way? If you talk to a tour company and ask them questions, you might get kind of a vague answer and that's kind of a red flag. But if you get an answer and they start going to detail and they're telling you, you know, why it is ethical and why it's not unethical, unethical, then you're going to get some, I think, better results. And, you know, you could hear a little bit more what the tour company has to say. Just doing research for this episode and for our future travels, I found a couple resources that we're going to give you at the end of this episode that if you are planning a trip, you know, anywhere, if you're going to Africa and there's a lion experience that you want to have, there are certain websites that basically keep tabs on these different organizations because it's, like the rules of calling yourself a sanctuary and calling yourself uh, like a rehab for something, the rules are different everywhere. So you just have to be sure about that because they can call themselves a sanctuary and it might not have as many, as much, you know, strict rules as other places do. So we'll give you those at the end. What else was I going to talk about? (laughs) Maybe why it's unethical. I mean, I know for a long time, I didn't really know. I've just kind of figured it wasn't very ethical to ride the elephants. They just looked sad, but there, if you do the research, there are actual reasons like um, a few that I've read, you know, that their backs aren't built for that. Like horses are Um, they, in order for elephants to start to learn these so-called tricks and whatnot, they're kind of, I guess, tortured from a young age to obey and listen and take the commands. Everybody should kind of, you know, do their own research and look into more on their own as well. So Mm -hmm. you can get more details and all that. And even the word that they use in, I don't know if it's in Thai, but I think it is, 
it translates to the crush. And that's what that training period is called because, you know, from what I was reading, they essentially just try and like crush the elephant's will and, you know, kind of break them to be able to take a rider. And so even, you know, if you have a saddle or you don't have a saddle over time, putting weight that's not supposed to be there, uh, you know, it kind of like flattens out their back and is just really bad for them. So it's not like a horse that, you know, can take a hundred pound, 200 pound rider. Um, they just don't have the backs to sustain somebody being up there. Yeah. And even the tricks that elephants do, you might think like an older elephant, oh, it already knows the tricks. Why not, not necessarily have people ride it, but why not have the elephant show the people all the tricks they can do? And that's pay, I mean, pay money to come see them do tricks or to come hang out with the elephants and watch them do tricks. That's just kind of inviting more and more people after that to, again, like Angela's saying, crush elephants from a little baby age. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're, it's giving a, a reason for people to, what am I trying to say? Just make money off of it, basically. Yeah. yeah, they already know the tricks. But if other people see that, oh, they're making money off of that because the elephants are doing tricks, they are, can always take younger and new elephants and do the same thing. And there's also like a difference between with the elephants and with some of the other things we're going to talk about. There's a difference between elephants that have been rescued from legitimate things that need rescuing from. And then there's other examples of places that are quote unquote, a sanctuary that are basically illegally breeding these animals in captivity so that they again, have more animals to make them more profit. So you really have to do your research. Like we keep harping on, but it's really important because in the next one, we're going to talk about with tigers. It was like a totally, nobody knew what was going on and it was a hugely popular place. And a little bit of research or a lot of research would have probably prompted a lot of people to not go there. Before we do talk about tigers, this is a quick one. You are say on a safari in Africa, don't tag your location of the animals that you're seeing that day. Like take a picture of the line and post it immediately to your Instagram account and tag the location because it has been known that poachers will then see the, I guess poachers use Instagram too, because Mm -hmm they'll get on social media or they'll see a post somewhere and they'll go to that location and then poach the animals that you're seeing or that you had just seen. So maybe wait a couple of days or just don't tag your location. It's just having like the, the foresight and the knowledge that those things are happening. Because if you had no idea that that was going on, then it's no big deal for you to, you know, tag your location and be excited that you're seeing you know, lions or cheetahs in the wilderness and not thinking twice about it. So, you know, just having the knowledge that people are doing that is really helpful when yeah, you're out. I had never even, I wouldn't have even thought of that until no, I, never. I spoke with a representative from a travel company for Africa and they started talking about that. And I literally, that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> no, it would never. Yeah. So let's move on to tiger's I feel like even within the past year, I've seen on social media people with tiger cubs or, um, you know, just going to these tiger encounters where you can go basically straight up to a tiger and interact with it. So for some of these places, you know, you can go and you can hold the tiger cubs and cuddle with them and people take pictures with them. But in some of these places, those cubs, when they grow up and then people don't want to take photos with them because they're not a baby tiger they use them for what's called canned hunting, which is basically just like 
hunting, but you know, the tiger or the, yeah, the tigers are basically uh, domestic. So they don't run away and they don't hide and they don't have any sort of wild instincts. So it makes it the hunting really easy for big game hunters. And, you know, sometimes there's instances where the tigers are drugged because they're huge tigers and they're wild. And so they're sedated so that tourists can come take photos with them. Again, you just, I don't really know that there are very many tiger encounters that are ethical, at least in the research that I found. Uh, If you're going up and interacting with a wild tiger, it's probably not the best thing. (laughs) Yeah, well, especially if it's an adult tiger, you might see... I remember when we were thinking about, about going to Thailand a couple years ago and we had chosen to go somewhere else. But um, I remember seeing all these pictures on like TripAdvisor of certain tiger temples and tiger sanctuary, not really sanctuary, but anyways, they had pictures and people were standing right next to this adult tiger, just sitting there petting it. And it was kind of sitting up most of the time it was laying down and it was just on top of this table, like in this middle, in the middle of this outside little outdoor patio. And it just chained up to the table. I don't think, <laughs> I wouldn't think that that's a normal thing. I mean, yeah, I would say in most of these instances, the tiger is probably being drugged. And if, if you're walking up to a tiger and you're thinking to yourself, this doesn't seem right, that's probably a good indicator that it's not an ethical situation. So there was a really popular place in Thailand called the Tiger Temple. And a couple years ago, I think it was 2016, it got raided by hundreds of uh, Thai police officers. And it was like the hot spot to go for backpackers. Anyone visiting Thailand in that region would go to the Tiger Temple because it was what Adriana was talking about. It was big tigers and it was run by monks and the tigers were just kind of out and about. They had tons of acres to run on and they were just freely interacting with people. And so it was a really popular place because it was just like humans and tigers living together, which also shouldn't is like a red flag because <laughs> that's not normal. So the place got raided in 2016 and they basically found that they were uh, involved in trafficking wild animals um, and like breeding them in captivity so that they could make more money from the tigers. And they found on like, it was like a four or five day raid. And they found on the third day and the fourth day, they found like frozen tiger cub carcasses. And they found some that were like preserved in jars of formaldehyde. And so it was just like a whole, like blowing the lid off this place that everyone thought was just an amazing place to go have a tiger encounter. And it turns out they were doing all kinds of horrible things. And I looked them up today while I was doing research. And, you know, they still they offer elephant rides there still. Um, They offer tiger experiences still. And it's still a heavily visited place and uh, controversial for people that do know about it anyway. Sad story. (laughs) I know. It's so sad. It's horrible. Yeah. So from there, we'll move on. The sea turtles in the Cayman Islands. I haven't read a whole lot about this. I have read a ton about the tigers and the elephants and all of that. But uh, another quick example is the sea turtles in the Cayman Islands where the animals are not being treated very well and it's making the company money. So they continue to do so. But some of the turtles are being raised for meat and they're kept in enclosures too shallow and way too many in there together. So they'll just all be smushed in there all together. From what I understand from, again, the research that I was doing is there was too many turtles that they were like on top of each other. And from 
people that know about sea turtles that are not myself because I don't know that much. But, you know, they like to be deep, deeper in the water and they are basically spend most of their time alone unless they're it's time to be mating. And so to have that many in there together is like so, so unnatural for them. And, you know, a lot of cruise ship companies, as of whatever I found, um, was marked May 2017. You know, there's a lot of cruise ship companies that are still offering excursions to the Cayman Turtle Center. So, and like big names. So there's like Princess and Carnival and Norwegian Cruise Line still stop off at the Cayman Turtle uh, Center. And so they they sell it as part of an excursion. So if you're taking a cruise and they all stop in the Cayman Islands anyway, you know, a lot of people from the ship are getting off and going on that excursion. You know, from an, an article from Nat Geo, there was a lady who did a, you know, a study or a, an article on it basically. And there's hundreds of thousands of people going there every year. And 70% of the people that visit the Turtle Center um, are from cruise ships. And so it's a huge impact for them because it's all, you know, a hundred thousand people coming every year and you can pick up the tour, you can pick up the turtles. Uh, and apparently there's been like deaths of the turtles because they try to squirm when you pick them up and people that are visiting just drop them and they like shatter their shell and have all kinds of problems beyond the way that they're being treated anyway. And there's a lot of accounts of them, again, breeding them in captivity and then raising them for meat and then selling the meat. So they're making money on both ends with you visiting and then by selling the meat also. So not interested <laughs> know, a bad situation. <laughs> not interested. Yeah. So there are some good companies that do it the right way. And there are some that are you know, not doing it as ethically as they can. So we're going to talk about a few of the ones that are doing it well. Good one I'm sure most people have heard of is G Adventures. They overall, you know, they're a pretty ethical and sustainable travel company. They don't offer elephant rides in Thailand. And they make a point if I think if you go on there, you can actually read some a bit about them not offering things such as elephant rides. <laughs> and then a few others, um, Intrepid Travel. And the company that I actually, that actually let me know about the tagging of location in Africa for, um, poachers to not do it because poachers will find out is African travel. So there are lots of good companies out there. I mean, I think as time goes on though, and recently as well, like Angela was saying that more and more companies are going to start realizing that travelers want to travel ethically and they don't want to do things that are going to negatively impact the community that they're going to. More and more companies are going to start veering towards that direction. Well, especially if more people are finding out about that, you know, elephant rides aren't a good thing and they're going to stop making so much money from it and have to change something. So again, it's just awareness of things actually not being great instead mm -hmm. of just assuming like the person who's putting together that Thailand tour that, oh, just because that there's a, a tour company that offers elephant rides that it must be okay. It's just people are kind of catching up to, you know, the people that are doing it right. And I was actually reading an article from Intrepid Travel. I think they just released new trips for um, millennials. And it said, I think it was 80%. I don't want to say 90% because that sounds too high. It was 80 to 90% of millennials would find it a positive to be going on a trip that was, you know, ethically run and, 
that didn't do things that were unethical or unresponsible, irresponsible. <laughs> unresponsible <laughs> is not a word. <laughs> so yeah. that's good to hear that, you know, the new, you know, millennial generation that everyone wants to hate on is trying to do things more ethically and encouraging other companies to do the same. Yeah. So a few ways to find out if a company is ethical or not, go on their website, look around, see, you can kind of get a good feel for what the company stands for. Um, do your research, go look at reviews on the company, specifically Google the company name and ethical and get a little bit more in depth with it. Um, you can also just contact the company. If you have questions, ask them, like I was saying, um, ask the company, like for the elephants I was talking about, ask the company if this is ethical or why that is ethical. Like what, what do they do to help actually help the animals and where's the money going? So just ask the company questions. And if you get some detailed in-depth answers, then that's, you know, probably something you're looking for rather than vague answers. And they're not really answering your question and kind of going off topic. Um, go see for yourself. I mean, if it's a company that you think is, is good, go see for yourself and really make the final decision. But if you see a company's clearly not ethical, obviously don't go. <laughs> obviously don't go see for yourself. If you're walking up and it's a tiger chained to a table that people are just repeatedly going up and taking a picture with. Yeah. Unless you want to go see for yourself and do an article for awareness or something. Right. You don't have to give them your money <laughs> to help support it. You know, again, things to look out for, you know, certain interactions with wild animals Anything that the animals there strictly for your entertainment, if it's just sitting on a table waiting for you to take pictures with it, <laughs> it's not what the animal wants to be doing. You know, any sort of humanized behaviors is what other people were talking about. So animals riding bikes, uh, monkeys brushing their teeth, or, you know, just like trick human behaviors is for your inter is strictly for your entertainment and to get tourism money from people visiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some quick resources that I used uh, to do some research. There's the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries. And you can type in if you want to have an uh, elephant experience, if you want to visit sea turtles or gorillas. And then you can type in the region. So if you searched elephants in Thailand, it will pull up the ethical ones that are there that they um, basically keep tabs on. And then the other one is called WASP. And that's World Animal Sanctuary Protection, and it's basically the same thing. So you can search for wherever you're going. If you want to have a certain experience, they have um, kind of a guide for the places there. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I didn't mean to uh, be be uh, an extension of PETA today, but <laughs> I think it's important if you're traveling and just being aware of the things that are happening because like we were talking about in the beginning, it's really easy to just go somewhere and think that it's okay because it's happening and because everybody else is doing it and it's a popular place and uh, it's just really easy to do. So just being aware and uh, knowing what's going on. That about sums it up. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, nope. Okay. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, we will be back here next week on Friday. We moved to Friday and then if you're still looking for us on Wednesdays, we'll be over on Instagram doing Whiskey Wednesdays where we answer all your travel questions. So today I just got done recording one. Someone asked about um, some packing tips for Iceland, Iceland, as you people call it, <laughs> the common pronunciation, and someone going to Switzerland that wanted to know a little bit more information. 
and then uh, something about visas and vaccinations and things like that. So it's a great place to just come and ask your questions and I'll basically do the research for you and then just tell you the answer. So it makes it really easy. Happy day. All right. See you next week. Go far. Stay long. Thanks for listening to the Rambling Gals podcast. You can always head to our website, theramblinggals.com, for more travel resources and our archive of podcast episodes. If this podcast was right up your alley, we would love to receive a review from you. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode from us. See you on the next one.